Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast designed to get you waffling about your mental health, coping mechanisms, and life's minor inconveniences. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a little bit of a hero of mine. It's the top-selling author, podcast host, and all-round legend, Paul Moore. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Man, I'm very excited. And also looking at that picture behind me is making me very hungry. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like everyone says this. Now, I always feel disappointed because I don't have anything to bring food-wise. Yeah, I'm actually um, really hungry. Yes. I'm dieting right now as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. to put like a cover it nah, I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little... Uh, it's far enough away from me to be all right with it. I would move my forehead in front of it, but I'm very sunburned at the minute and I don't want to give away the tan lines. Um, so. Mate, I'm loving it, me. I'm, I thought I was and then I saw you. I'm like, actually, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. One positive to come from today. Things there, you go. there you go. There you go. I start each one of my shows with a thing called the weekly waffle. And there's one in particular, especially when obviously you agreed to come on the show that I'm thought, you know what? I'm going to hold off before I kind of fire into this one. But one of the things that has been really pissing me off lately, Paul, is people that moan about things, but do nothing about it to change it. <laughs> yes. So yes. I thought, you know, who better to kind of get this off my chest and, you know, it pisses me off. Yeah, like, I get you it. You get it all the time. Like these people yeah. are like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, you're so lucky you've got this. It's like, yeah. I've worked my bollocks off to get How long have we got here? Because, I, I mean, I'm, I, I haven't got anything on until tonight if you want to keep going. Wow, well, <laughs> here now. Get comfortable. Yeah, I could love this. So, so here's, the, here's the thing. I deal with this a lot Yeah. because of how many people I'm working with, how many follows you got how many people listen to a podcast and they're coming from a position of um the kind of the victims of life if you like they like to complain their war cry is the war cry of these people is blaming other people blaming blaming circumstance blaming the town blaming boris that'll be the one today i haven't even looked but people will be blaming boris for how they feel if the weather changes they'll blame the weather for how they feel blame anybody but themselves and the thing is i used to get really pissed off with this as well yeah pissed off with this as well and then as i started coaching more people and more people started following my stuff and i just realized that it's a it's a if i complain about them complaining that means i join them miserable com- so i'll i'll complain about them complaining and then i'll blame them for the way that i feel <laughs> which is no, insane i'm mirroring <laughs> we mirror each other's behavior i'm mirroring their behavior and then i'm blaming them for how i feel it's so I, that took me a long time to figure out that especially yeah. like my mom likes to complain people in my town complain that's what people do and then i realized <laughs> actually for some people that's their way of feeling better because in this yeah. personal development world mate you, you know what it's like you got Everyone's like, oh, cut all the negative people out of your life. I'm like, fuck me. There'll not be many people left if I did that. (laughs) People like to complain and that's okay. It's up to me how I respond to that. I can see complaining as a a personal attack on me or I can see them complaining as well. That's just their way of dealing with it. As long as I'm not the one complaining and they're not not doing anything about it because that would make me a hypocrite. 
I'm going to take that on board. See, yeah. I told you, yeah. perfect. I've, I've held that in for quite a while until yeah. you said yes. Yeah, I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. I made a post last week about it, which was, and I've been talking about this. I had two events here at HQ, Thursday and Friday, yeah. we had two events. And uh, one of the things I had the lads do was actually write down all of the things that they find themselves complaining about, either mentally or verbally. Yeah. And my whole thing is that the, the more I complain about my circumstances, the longer I stay stuck to them. Because as I'm complaining about them, I can't do anything about it. I'm wasting energy that could be used on changing it. Or I could, yeah. I could be wasting energy on changing how I look at the situation because there are some situations that I can't change, such as the fucking weather. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I can change the way I feel about the weather. I can change yeah. the way I look at the weather. But complaining about it is wasted energy, wasted time, wasted emotion. Um, so I did this exercise with the lads. I'm on a farmer's app. When I write that down, it's really interesting. You find yourself laughing at it. So I'm, I'm doing things that I'm always complaining about my schedule. I complain <laughs> about my energy sometimes. I complain about uh, my son's attitude. I'll complain about the mess my daughter leaves all over the fucking house. I'll complain about my car. And then I wrote all these things out. It's funny because my eight-year-old daughter was with me while I was doing it. And she was like, dad, you always complain about this. I was like, really? Do I really do <laughs> that? I'm always really interested <laughs> writing it down. You know what I mean? It was really cool because when I wrote it down, it seemed to lower the importance of it. So what I've done it's is I actually took seen the... it there in front of you, isn't it? Like you're kind of it's like, oh, I'm like, wow. And if I'm complaining about that. other people complaining, look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> What I did was, mate, I took a photo of the bit of paper and I put it in my calendar and I'm going to look at it again in eight weeks without even, and I'm every, and what it's found is that every time I find myself verbally or mentally complaining about something, I just start laughing. I'm just laughing. It's kind of like a release of energy now. Ah, I'm complaining about that again. And what would be interesting is an experiment. Turn it around though, isn't it? Because I I do it now and I always kind of, I, especially with stuff like that, I refer it to kind of, and I can, compare it to like stubbing my toe at first it's gonna fucking hurt you kind of take that sharp inhale like ah, and then you kind of laugh about it. it's like oh well that was silly weren't it don't want to do that yeah, again yeah. sometimes it's an easy fix I, I used to complain about losing socks all the time yeah, now i just buy go? new socks every week yeah but where i just buy new go? socks like, every week well they go it. where all the top of wear lids go <laughs> and where all the pens are the pens the top of wear lids the protein shakers, well, you'll be able to smell them a mile off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all in, they're all in the same place, those fucking things. I've just got, like, the advert for this episode. <laughs> yeah, top of my in socks and pens, all in the same place. Yeah, so I just, I found myself complaining about it. So I just, like, socks are really cheap. They're always in where you go shopping. So we just, every week or so, I just add a new packet yeah. in. It's like three quid for 12 pairs or something. <laughs> three quid versus complaining about it every day but you must be the easiest person to buy for at christmas <laughs> oh, i'm honest a pair of socks <laughs> yeah i do love a pair of socks yeah yeah i do love a pair of socks yeah i love it oh man. well i think we would launch straight into it now um but one of the reasons why i wanted you on the show because i wanted to kind of say thank you because your posts especially throughout these kind of past 12 months have been the kick up the arse that I've needed when oh, I find myself you, going into that kind of like little negative space, yeah. I can literally see one of your posts or like one of your reels or, you know, an episode of your podcast. And it's like, bam, like, yeah, sort your shit out. I love I, that. Man. Honestly, like I'm, I'm a big believer in kind of like giving people like compliments and stuff like that, even though I, I can't take on myself, but you're kind of shouting with everyone else. Um, but I wanted to ask like, to kind of go back a little bit, obviously, if you're okay with talking about it, 
Like, how did that journey start for you? I mean, I'm aware, but for someone yeah. who is yeah. probably living under a rock and doesn't know who you are by now, like, like how did all that start? Class, man. I love it. I love it. So the, 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 if we're talking about all the personal development journey actually started for me when I was like 21 and I went self-employed. Yeah. Because part of when you kind of get into that cell, and that was 20 years ago this year. So starting to get into that personal development, self-employment, sorry, that self-employment business thing, you've kind of stumbled into personal development anyway. Yeah. And I followed a bunch of the gurus, um, read a bunch of books, watched a bunch of tapes, actual tapes, had the whole, the <laughs> whole CD box set that they bought around with my headphones on. And I, I got some great results from it. I mean, I built a successful business. But I followed some other advice, like cut all the negative people out of your life and that. And then I ended up with a successful business, living in Marbella, yeah. two-bedroom villa with a private pool. Sorry, four-bedroom villa with a private pool. Two beautiful kids, so hot wife. Yeah, I was isolated as fuck because I cut out all the negative people. I did what it <laughs> took to be successful. Yeah. I built a life that when I was 21, I thought I wanted. But when I got there, it felt very different. So much so that when I was there, I kept having these little meltdowns, if you like, people would call yeah. them. Little meltdowns, little episodes where... And funny enough, they'd be on the back of drinking and snorting loads of gear every weekend. Yeah. There was no, there was no coincidence with that. And then in 2014, August 2014, she might have been July 2014, we moved back home to England because I'd been diagnosed bipolar in Spain. Yeah, they didn't really know how to deal with it. There's my wife with a two-year-old, a newborn, and a fucking thirty, a thirty-four-year-old child as well. Um, we needed some help, so we we came back home. And then it kind of didn't get any better, really, because I now had easier access to coke. Yeah. I now had easier access to people to go and get booze with because I didn't even know anyone in Marbella. I didn't even know anyone. Um, so I had easier access to both of those things. I had less less responsibility, if you like. I, I could there was more places for me to hide, Who's and it kind of got like worse. And then like it, it's a safe and yeah. well, not safe, but like kind of like home's home, isn't it? Like yeah. and you kind of yeah. do have that Leslie now. Freedom, Leslie like, now had the support of her mom and dad. She had her yeah. friends. The kids were in school. Um, so, yeah, it kind of got worse. On my behavior, got worse even. Yeah, yeah my lies got worse. My, my, my volatility got worse. And then in the December, I, I, uh, that's when I ended up ready to take my own life on the edge of the cliff. Yeah. And then, obviously, I've had a big, giant turnaround. Don't go anywhere you want now from here. So, 2014, I was ready to take my own life. Um, luckily, my wife had kind of followed me because I was that volatile. She'd... Yeah. she'd follow me every time I left the house um, and then I kind of just got a couple of wake up calls from there the first wake up call was think about the kids I'm like well I am they'd be better without me then she said to me think about the kids growing up as those kids whose dad killed himself yeah. and I wasn't I wasn't willing for that part to happen and then I remember also around about the Christmas day um, we had the suicide watch team at the house my wife and kids weren't even there and suicide watch is basically people that babysit you to make sure you don't kill yourself yeah and i remember there was a lady who was part of that team called donna and donna was a bit of a uh she didn't take any shit she wasn't a molly coddler because at this point i'd seen mate i'd seen loads of different types of therapists and counselors and all of them i was like you just ask don't yeah like around people you can't as much as they're there to kind of picking you apart you're kind of doing the same thing today and what you know you're pushing those boundaries and seeing what you can can and can't get away with what we did when we were kids that's how we that's how we yeah. found out how to get love <laughs> that's how we found out to get love and get attention and get what we want we're testing them both of my kids are going through it right now <laughs> again again they go through these phases where they're testing see what they can get away with see what they can't get away with you know if i say that if i kind of say that swear word 
See, see how dad reacts to that swear word. Anyway. <laughs> I thought you were asking for permission then to swear. Exactly, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the, so the, uh, don't I get, just, she gave me a bit of tough love, which was kind of what I needed because I'd been mollycoddled. I'd been yeah. told that everything was okay. She didn't tell me to man up. That's all shit. She didn't tell me to be the man. She was pretty much just, she didn't even see it. She just looked at me like, and it, with the, the message that I got was stop fucking about. Yeah. And then that led me on all these personal development courses, flying all over the world. Um, Laguna Beach, California, Germany, uh, Florida, all over the place on these personal development courses, learning things, studying with people, getting coached by people, mentoring people. And then eventually I kind of stumbled into turning my own life around. And then other people asked me how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, listen, we got some good results. I'm, I got off the meds, got off anxiety meds, bipolar meds, lost five stone, and um, did loads of mad shit wow. in between that. So, yeah. Mate, I, I'm a huge fan of every. But not obviously the struggles, but I feel like, and I think you'd agree with me here, like it's the struggles that kind of make you who you are. And hearing stories like this, it genuinely gives me like that one, a kick up the ass, but it keeps that fire going in my belly to be like, yeah, life's shit. Things are going to happen that you're not going to agree with. Mate, it's not supposed to be comfortable. Do. Exactly. Life's not supposed to be comfortable. It will always find a way to remind you that is a gro- it, life is about growth and contribution. It'll always find a way to remind you that it's a growth-centered experience. I.e., if you don't seek out discomfort, you'll attract it. Full stop. <laughs> ask them. Ask the guy like that everything avoids you it. say should be put in like a photo. Frame or something <laughs> <like> <laughs> but, 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 so it's like it's like if a man, and again, I'm speaking men. I do coach hundreds of women right now, yeah. but I'm, I'm, most of my cook works with men. If a man avoids the discomfort of getting a handle on his nutrition and his exercise, he ends up with the discomfort of being a fat bastard. Yeah. That's the truth. True. If he ends up with it, if he avoids the dis, if a businessman, for example, avoids the discomfort of selling and marketing, he ends up with the discomfort of no money. If he avoids the discomfort of saving money, he ends up the discomfort of constantly chasing his tail. If he avoids the discomfort of an uncomfortable conversation with his missus, he ends up with the discomfort of a fucking shit marriage. So either way, it's going to be uncomfortable. So just choose your level. I always love it because it's like whether you like you deal with it now or in five years time, like regardless of the time, you're going to deal with it. So just yeah. cut the crap, cut the. Excuses. The culture mind that says if you don't fill your life with challenges that inspire you, you will attract challenges that drain you. That is the, that's the <laughs> gospel. That's the gospel. The challenge-free life does not exist because even if it did, you'd find a way to fuck it up. It's true, and I, I, I'm. I'm pure example of that. I wouldn't be sat here today if I didn't get my ass out of my comfort zone. Like, yeah, do you know what? Always thought about starting the podcast, always thought about doing this, 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 and this. Yeah. And now it's changed my life. And now I want yeah. it to be the driving force to anyone who listens to this, anyone who follows the Instagram page of like, yeah, what we went through was, was fucking difficult. But has it, am I going to sit around and cry about it and let it stop me from achieving what I want to do? No. And this is Wait, what I need. What we went through was an alarm clock to wake the fuck up. Yeah. It was an alarm clock to wake the fuck up. And guess what? The alarm clock will keep going off until you wake up. If you keep hitting snooze, alarm clock will keep going up. So wake the fuck up. <laughs> That's Again, it. It's like a rumble so- strip. Anything like that, where we're feeling disempowered, we're feeling disempowered, we're feeling a certain way, we're feeling on the low end of the scale, it's like a rumble strip on the motorway. Yeah. It's a fucking reminder to bring your attention back to what matters. <laughs> That's it. You're right. You're an absolute legend with this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like ripping. I've my done this before, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before. 
One of the things I have to ask you about, and I'm sure you're looking forward to this as much as everyone else who's kind of bought tickets, but the live shows, how, on a scale of like Mate. one to 10, how fucking excited are you to be getting Mate. back out there? It's a, uh, I don't know whether I'm excited or shit in my pants. <laughs> because, because, nah, because I'd work to get there. I have, I have, I have. And it's just, a, it's a bit of a different thing for me because normally my, my two kinds of speaking are this. Normally I'll put on a full day seminar where yeah. I've got the whole day and we can do work together. We can journal and we can notepad and we can swap ideas and we can kind of, we can kind of go around the room and we can coach yeah. each other. Or I'll go on someone else's stage and put on a performance. Again, pens and paper at the ready. Now I'm in a fucking theater. Who takes a pen and paper out of a theater? <laughs> So now I've got this crossover. This bit that I'm most excited about, right? Where I've got a con. I'm, I'm trying to cross this bridge between personal development, yeah, and entertainment. It's a very exciting one because I don't Ooh, think anybody's yeah. really done it. I don't think anybody's really done it. They've gone into. I mean, you've got some of my friends who are on S who've been on SAS who dares wins and people yeah. like that who've gone in and kind of told the story and the life story. But I'm like, I want to do more than that. I want to have a yeah. massive impact on people so they take stuff away. But how are we going to do that? They're not going to have a fucking pen and paper there. There's going to be yeah. people there with a partner. They're going to be wanting to have a drink and that. So how am I going to blend the two? So there is excitement, but there's also like, this is brand new ground for me. Could you not like add it to music or something? Maybe. Oh, mate. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me on the music from because music is fucking, music can change the way you feel like that. Yes. In a good I'm way a and a bad way. advocate for this. and In a good way and a bad way. There's a, there's a song could come on the radio that you're like, oh, fucking hell, that reminds me of her. That reminds me oh, of that 100%. time in my life. That reminds me of that funeral that I meant to. So in effect, and the reason it is, is because it's like anything. It will take your attention somewhere. And where attention goes, energy flows. So what you focus on will grow, right? What we focus on will grow. So if I'm focused on a song that reminds, this is why often therapy won't work for people, by the way. Yeah. This is why I'm not a giant fan of it. I'm not, I'm not torn it all with the same rub. But sometimes you're just putting me back in that incident. And you're bringing up all of those same feelings for me. You're not changing the way I feel about it. Yeah. I can't change the fucking past. Why do you keep bringing it up? <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. It's, it's powerful. It, it, yeah. And it's so refreshing to be having this kind of conversation because I've watched it over the past 12 months of all this kind of like, oh yeah, you know, if you've got mental health issues, you should try and meditate. You should try. And it's all the basic kind of shit that you see all the time. So I honestly cannot wait. It's like 12 months of stuff like raring to come out, like having this conversation with you because, you know, yes, meditation is great. Journaling is great. But if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But we're in this generation of with things, with people. that well, don't Meditation and journaling it. works for anybody if they do the work. It's exactly. And this if is they don't do I the do work, it's not kind of, it's like, it's kind of like saying, oh, well, the gym doesn't work for me. Well, it does. You just don't show up often enough or go hard enough. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Gym, work, gym works for everybody. This kind of stuff. What we're really saying is, I'm like, listen, I don't like going to the gym. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I, I legit, me personally, do not like going to the gym. It's not for me. But right now I have to go because I can't train jujitsu because I've got a torn pec. Yeah. And I'd rather train in the gym than be fat and tired Dang and God. exhausted and grouchy and grumpy and a poor example of my kids. I'd rather go through that little bit of, eh, I don't like doing it. But a lot of this stuff works, but only if the person works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no oh, doubt about it. Meditation is one of the most proven things to work, but most people just either aren't willing to do it. But I think usually, I think the biggest challenge with meditation is people think they have to be good at it and think there's a good and bad. <laughs> oh, I can't stop me mind. I'm like, you're not supposed to. 
I mean, mine just wanders. Good, that means you're doing it. That's supposed to, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it has this just, it, I think it just, it's one of them things that has a bit of a bad, a b- bit of a bad rap. Like the word, the word has a bit of a bad rap. It's got, you'll throw connotations on the word. Yeah. It's kind of like, what else? The word victim. Whenever I say the word victim, I've always got a little bit of a, I have to apologize for saying it. You're acting like a victim. It all sounds a bit harsh, right? Or what, what's the other word that gets a bit of a bad rap? Uh, what is it? Acceptance. Just accept yeah. it. And that, for me, sometimes brings up connotations of, well, just giving up. I'm like, no, it's not giving it up. It's just letting yeah. go of the need to change something that can't be changed. So it, it's it, it, meditation is definitely one of those words that it kind of needs a new name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it kind of needs a new name. Someone, someone to sex bit. it up a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Manitation. <laughs> yeah. Manitation. I feel like yeah. if anyone starts this now, we want 50 50 profits in this because that started here. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. it did. I've got it. I've got, it did, I've got recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, what's different to, between this and meditation? Nothing. It just has a different name. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. It's, it's true. But it's, and, and again, I, th- I think it has just took 12 months to get this kind of shit off my chest. But I I started journaling, kind of didn't quite get mm-hmm. it. But then I thought I stuck with it. And then now every day before bed, guaranteed I'm getting like two, three pages of like my thoughts, my kind of worries, everything out onto paper. And yeah. I used to real really struggle with like sleep because my thoughts were just constantly going, going, going. Ever since I've kind of got into that routine and that kind of like pushing past that, like, yeah, I might not have anything to write, but there's still something there. I yeah. sleep like an absolute baby. Yeah. I think also, mate, I think also it's kind of depend on kind of the, the, the again, what you think journaling is. Like, I'm not doing a DR diary. <laughs> I'm not doing a DR diary. I am answering questions. So I do what's called prompt to journal. I create what's called a prompt to journal where you just answer question. What's the best yeah. part of your day to day? Who did you impact in a positive way today? What could you have handled better? How will you handle it better next time? What are three wins you had today and how can you build on them? So how do you want to, how do you want to feel when you wake up tomorrow? What are the three things you've got to get done tomorrow? Like so many things. And that just makes it easy and simple because I talked about the rumble strip before. Yeah. Questions are the steering wheel of the mind. So if you want to change your focus, you just got to ask a better question. Whereas yeah. most of us are focused on what we don't want to be happening, what we don't like, what sucks about being us, what we don't like about our life. Like, that's what we're focused on. And we're focused on all of that because of what we watch on social media, what we watch on TV, what we watch on the news, what we what we watch on Netflix, what WhatsApp groups are in. Yeah. So we automatically, without exception, most people's first thought is negative and fear-based because that's what they're consuming. That's what yeah. their input is. So when you start to do something a little bit different with your, the question, remember your brain's a problem solving machine. What it does best is answer questions. Most of the time, we don't even know what questions it's answering. We're yeah. just feeding it questions. What's wrong with me? Where could I die? Who's going to do this about me? I wonder what they're saying about me. Like we're asking ourselves these questions all of the time. We're just not aware of it. So prompt journaling just allows us, remember, your mind's like a compass needle, right? It can only point in one direction at a time. Yeah. So I can't be thinking two simultaneous thoughts. At the same time, I can only be thinking one. My mind can only be in one place at a time. So I'm going to, most of the time, my subconscious mind's asking me questions that I don't even know exist. So therefore, I've got to consciously ask myself a different question and go from being, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, to what's right? What do I like about me? What's great about my day? What am I most excited about right now? What am I working towards right now? Who could I show up and have an impact on today? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a completely different feeling that comes as a result of that. Yeah. This was How my problem. How do you get to that point? 
how do you kind of is there any kind of advice that you could give to kind of instead of leaning into kind of like the negative thoughts how you kind of switch it yeah back? you gotta you gotta you gotta there's two two ways here it's a great question this you've got to be able to interrupt and override that negative pattern right and there's two ways to do this one by changing your output i.e engaging your conscious mind which is actually only five percent here only five percent of your thoughts are conscious all right so it's by journaling in the morning journal at lunchtime journal at night if you want to okay journal in the morning journaling at night that's the first one right about asking those prompted questions every morning if you want to go grab my book on audible Paul Mort will save your life i give you a free download with that that teaches you some real simple questions now the second piece of that is and the reason most people fail at things the, the reason they can't maintain positive, good habits. The reason they struggle so much with it is because the habits are what I'd call an output, something that you do. So that journal would be an output. But if you try and change your output without changing your input, that's when we struggle. So I want you to imagine this. Your output is like, so you're journaling, your, your meditation, your exercise. Now that's like a, an, an ant, right? An ant. But it's walking across the back of an elephant. So the ant's going in one direction. The elephant's going in the other direction. The elephant is your subconscious mind, i.e. 95% of your thoughts, your habitual thoughts. You've programmed yourself. We have been programmed, again, by ourselves, by our upbringing, by our friendships, by our teachers, by the, by the media, by our peer group. All of that has programmed us to be fear-based, scarcity-based, negativity-based. So essentially, we're trying to, this is why people feel you've got the elephant going one way, this way, and yeah. we've got the ant trying to walk off its back and then wondering why it keeps falling off the end. We've got to try and turn around the elephant. In other words, start to change our input. Have a look at who you're following on social media. Have a look at how much time you're spending on the phone. Have a look at what's on your TV. Have a look at what you're listening to on the radio, what you're reading, what you're reading about, who you're listening to, what, what's in your WhatsApp groups. If your WhatsApp groups any like most of, the, most of my clients have been in, all that happens in the WhatsApp groups, pictures of Barry with a big, massive dick, right? <laughs> Him. Accumulate our bets and pictures of booze. And the odd, the, the odd pair of tits. Let's yeah. face it. I'm like, what? What's that? Like, what's that? <laughs> like, how is that? So, in other words, what I'm saying is, if you try and change your output, i.e., your behaviors without changing your input, you're gonna fucking struggle every day of the week. You need to be aware of your input so that you at least stay on track. So, for example, the other weekend, but everyone's out on the booze at the minute, isn't they? Yeah. I had a drink on Saturday. I had a few beers on Saturday in London um, with my wife, with Darren and James Smith. And uh, I'm still feeling like shit today. Now, if I stay on my Instagram, if everyone's been, look, people that have been about on the booze all the time are just muting them all the time. Why? Because it makes yeah. me want to do it. I feel yeah. like I'm missing out on something. So I'm changing my input. Can you see? I want to see things. I want to feed myself a diet of inspiration of love, of passion, of humor, of whatever it is I'm into. So if my feed, if my feed visually or, or <laughs> audioly, audio wise, if all of this, if my feed there is different what I say I'm gonna do, I'm gonna struggle. It's like my environment. That's all my environment. The way I put my brain in, it'll adapt to the environment. So my mind will adapt to the environment that I put it in. So if I keep putting my mind in McDonald's, right? If I keep putting my mind in McDonald's, it's going to get fat. If I keep putting my mind in McDonald's, but say that I want to get in shape, don't matter. 
So I'm trying to change one thing without changing my peer group, without changing what I watch, without changing what I listen to. It's not going to fucking happen. I'm just going to keep falling off. Oh, I fell off the wagon yeah. again. No, you didn't. You didn't change your fucking input. You You're trying to change your output without changing your input. That's why you can't create long-term change. Mate, this, I'm literally lapping up every word of this. It's powerful. But it's, it's yeah. like, what's the balance? It's, it's so basic. It's that environment. People rely on fucking willpower, right? Willpower and motivation have an expiry date. They'll keep running out. And they will always be trumped by your environment. Always yeah. be trumped by your environment. Again, what I mean by environment, what you watch, what you listen to, who you hang out with, where you hang out, how you spend your time. That's always going to trump your willpower every day of the week. You put me in a room full of 10 smack rats, I'm going to end up the 11th rat, smack rat after a certain period of time. Sure, I've got willpower. I might have better willpower than most people, but it matters. And again, I'm not saying drop your friends. I'm saying just pay attention to where you put your attention. 100%. And it is something that I personally have found the benefit of, especially since we've started to come out of lockdown and we're allowed to mix and stuff like that as well, especially with this brand new kind of mindset that I have of like, you know what? Yeah. Pushing through kind of like the pain and turning it into like purpose and mm-hmm. kind of then being around in that kind of environment. I find myself kind of like, you know, those things in Harry Potter, like the Dementors and they kind of like suck the life out of you. Some of the, yeah, yeah. some of the few times that I've been out recently around those kind of people, that's exactly what it's like. I'm like, I need more than this. I need yeah. better than this. So yeah. I completely agree. People always say to me, is it about, I don't want to drop me friends. I'm not asking you to. I'm saying you just need another peer group. Yeah. You just need another peer group as well. Maybe it's joining a mastermind. Maybe it's joining a program. Maybe it's joining a gym where there's classes. Maybe it's joining a jujitsu yeah. gym, a boxing gym. It's maybe it's something like that where you just upgrade your peer group. Get Because here's the thing. We will modify our behavior to get the approval of the peer group. Yeah. That's why, that's what peer pressure is, right? We say it's not a thing, but we'll modify our behavior to fit in. We eat a cake in the office just because everybody else is. It's called the law of conformity. So I, if I want to upgrade my behavior, it makes sense that I'm going to get, get around a peer group who are doing better than me. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to modify like my behavior. Yourself, try and fit. Yeah, I'm going to try and fit in. I'm going to try and fit in. That's why we, when, if we go out with our friends who are losers, Chances are we're going to end up staying in that scene. Yeah. That's okay. But you've got to have another peer group that will also help you raise your standards. Yes. Or it you've is. got to raise the standard of that peer group. No, I've done that. I tried it. Got yeah. left out. Hard. Not again. Tyrant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be okay with it. I, honestly, it's, it's just fucking phenomenal advice. And I'm generally so grateful I got to have this bit of a chat with you. But there is one final question that I've got to ask, and we kind of touched okay. on it uh, like a little bit earlier with the whole music scene. Um, what is playing like when you need to either get like a little bit of like motivation and like pumped up? What's it? What's playing in your headphones? High hopes, panning of the disco. Oh, great song! Yeah, high hopes, panning of the disco. If you ask anybody that's actually a client of mine, they'll all tell you the same song. Yeah, that's fucking like a little. I like a little bit of Little Mix, like a bit of Craig David. Me, I've got a very mad, wild and weird musical taste. But High Hopes, oh. Panic the Disco is like the, that's like when I'm going to come on a stage at someone's event or whether yeah. it's on Zoom on someone's big event, that's the, that's my walking track. <sighs> yeah. Hey, I personally will, for one, will be in that crowd when you walk out onto that stage. 
So I'm. I well, you're assuming wait. I'm not going to come in from the fucking ceiling or in a parachute or something. Well, you said it now. I'm going to be very. I don't walk out of my diving from the top. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know oh. what's going to happen. Maybe I'll be, maybe it'll be like Kanye West. Like I'll come out of the ground. Like a come floating stage. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's going to be oh. fun. We were hoping to release more tickets um, today, but obviously Boris made the announcement. But yeah. do you know what? Yeah. We'll, Cheers, we'll be mate. fine by then. It'll be fine. Um, Smith, my friend James Smith's got the same venue and he's at the cancel is. Oh, no. Yeah, it was in July. It was in July. And it's obviously, there's, it's, you can't, the problem is with these venues with limited capacity, you lose loads of money. So do the venue. Yeah. The person running the event you loses loads of money. The venue loses loads of money. Everybody loses out. So they, they haven't a postponed dates and refund people, but by October time, we'll be sweet. It just means we yeah. can't release any more this week. It'll get yeah. there. It'll get there. I've got it. will get there. If I don't get a thousand people and pack in that fucking theater, all doing mad shit. then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like everyone's gonna be watching the crowd now, and I'm allowed to staring at the ceiling, waiting for yeah, you to gonna drop be, down. You're gonna be <laughs> I'll have everyone clucking like a chicken at some point. Yeah, oh, I don't mate. know why. I don't know why. You're an absolute legend, and generally, like I'm gonna say that whilst I'm recording, because normally I wait till after and give them like a bit of a bit. I think this has been one of the my favorite episodes. Oh, thank you, mate. Like, I appreciate you're that. An absolute legend. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much for having me on. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the brilliant Paul Moore. Make sure you check out his socials for this daily kick up the arse that we all need. As always, if you've liked what you've heard, hit subscribe and I'll see you next week.